Hey, so y'all know, y'all hear this music, man. Y'all better act like y'all know what it is when you hear that music. I told y'all we was coming back with something. I told you, I, I said it. I said, yo, y'all better get ready because this list of interviewees is going to be crazy. And so, you know the theme music, man. We got to come on strong. We got to prove them wrong every minute, every day, every hour. Because somebody don't believe in you, but you believe in you. So that's what we got to keep doing. So I'm excited about my interview today, man. It's it's long time coming. And like I said, you got to sometimes just adjust your crown a little bit and let people know what's going on with you. And so me, I say, let's give people their roses while they still here. Let's have fun with them. Let's talk to them. Let's share their story. That's why I made this platform. And that's what I'm going to do. And so... I'm going to just adjust the music as this person adjusts a crown for y'all one time. And as I start to turn this music down, let me give give my brother his proper applause. So if ain't nobody else ever gave him a hand clap, we going to give him a hand clap at the Apex Podcast. Make him feel good, make him feel wanted, make him feel invited. You understand me? So, yo, my guest today... Is no other than Barbara Extraordinaire, Motivation Extraordinaire. He a living legend if nobody else say he is. I'm going to say it because I watch these videos. And so, let's bring in my guy. My guy, Dre the Giant. What's up, baby? Dre the Giant. Dre the Giant in the house, man. What's it's, poppin', man? It's Dre the Giant. Yes, what's up, man? Straight from Gary, Indiana. You know what it is. Man, he keep telling us. He keep telling me he's from Gary, Indiana. Like I don't already know. I I, I think you're the only person that keep telling me you from Gary, Indiana, too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta represent, man. That's my that's my foundation, bro. The Gary, Indiana is that's, the foundation. That's my foundation. So I man, love it. It's the it's the made me and cut me the wrong and right way to make me who I am right now, dog. I love it. I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. You know, I, I always feel like we got to represent where we from. We had to. Straight up. We had mm-hmm. to. If we don't, then somebody else will. So we might as well do it for them. You understand me? All day. You ain't got to question it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, let's let's jump right into it. Let's not let's not keep these people waiting because I'm sure they. Let's go. We got some we got some awesome listeners, man. And just so you know, this this podcast is streamed on Every major platform, we got it on YouTube, on at the Popular Nobody on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, everything, the Apex Podcast. And uh, so, let's get started with Dre, man. Dre, let's, let's talk to him, man. Tell me, you know, you always, like I said, you always say you're from Gary, Indiana, man. So, for the people that don't know about Gary, Indiana, tell them about Gary, Indiana. Uh, Gary, Indiana is a, is a city... It used to be it used to be one of the most popular chocolate cities in the United States of America, and as poverty and drugs and gangs and all those type of things, you know, has flourished in the city, um, it went downhill. And right now, it's still trying to come up, still trying to climb back up the ladder. But you know how long that take. You know what I'm saying? You know how it take us so long. It take us so long to get on the same on the same page, but. Gary is on the come up. It might take, you know, it might take a while still, but eventually it's going to come back to what it used to be. Um, I was, my mom's a single parent. 
I ain't never slept in. I ain't never woke up and my daddy was in the same house. Right? He ain't never read me a bedtime story. Man, um, still to this day, huh? Like never. He died in two thousand seven, and the only reason, the only reason why I cried when my daddy died is because I didn't know who I came from. Wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 born. I'm right here, like in the gutter. But you know, one of the hardest things is when my dad passed, and I was already in my twenties. And prior to him passing, he got a, uh, afflicted with some health issues and memory loss and other things. And when I got the age to want to talk to him and tell him some things that I want answers to, it was too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's something. It's some. It's something to to grow up and never know who you come from without no blueprint. No, you know, what I'm saying no, no map, no user manual. But as I continue to, you know, work out of the city, and my shop is in in Maryville, Indiana, but I still, I, I mean, Gary is like, it's minutes away. So as I go to the city, and people that know me, they be like, "Man, you act just like your dad," and that's one of the most emptiest things you can be because you be like, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So you know. Uh, other than that, my mom did a great job raising me, but I, on the inside of me, I had to figure out first, I knew I was going to be short in the third grade. How did you, bro, how did you figure out you was going to be short in the third grade? What happened was in the third grade, the first day of school, my, my guy, Reginald Tate thought that my mama was my wife. (laughs) In the third grade? (laughs) Man, what kind of friends you have, bro? Listen, I used to wear this ring on my finger that my my grandmother gave me. And then I used to wear it on my wedding ring. And it was just my mama short. I'm short. We came into the classroom. I sat at the desk and he tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, is that your wife? I said, no, that's my mama. So in the third grade, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be four seven, fluctuating my weight for the rest of my life. So. You know what I'm saying? I ran, you know, my you know how your single mom or just some other period wanna hover over their son. Yeah. And um I I ran from that. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't want that. So I ran to, you know, to the streets, to my uncles, to people in the church, the men. And sometimes um I used to I used to I used to resent it, shy away from it, but the the spirit in me said I needed to be tough because I was going to be short for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So in in all of that, people you were like, hey, go fight Dre. I'm like, what? <laughs> go fight me? Like, for what? Like, I ain't even doing that. We just, I'm just riding the bike. You know, jump <laughs> off the bike, want to shake hands or whatever, go fight Dre. So then you, I mean, you got to, you got to defend yourself. You got to fight. You know, and, and you got to fight. You got to get down with it. So in that, I could go home and tell my mom I got beat up or whatever. Yeah. So I had to try it another day. So with that type of mentality and that type of upbringing that I yearned for, that gave me the confidence that I have now to never be afraid to catch a flight by yourself. Never be afraid to drive somewhere that you want to go. Never be afraid to, to speak your mind. Never be afraid to you know what I'm saying? Do the things that you desire to do. And you know what I'm saying? Like I said, my mom did a great job, but um, that one of, the, one of the things that continue to push to me is I continue to keep a smile on my mama's face. Regardless right. of the people that don't agree with what I say, regardless of the people that don't think that it takes all that, it actually does. 
You know what I'm saying? Because some people, they don't need that soft talk. They don't need that, you know what I'm saying, that nourishing, that rub on the back. They yeah. need that get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. They need that for real, for real. Get your ass up. And just, you know, Gary really, like, I, I done robbed at gunpoint. I done, you know, yeah. like, you know, some. I mean, for real. Like, walking home from cutting hair. You, you know, get shot at. All that type of stuff, man. Um, some things, you know, you want to leave in the past, you don't want to speak about. Yeah. Um, some just like Gary is just like everything. You gonna learn how to hustle. You gonna learn how to how to ha, ha, like have something you're not gonna have. Do without. I'm, I'm telling you. I thank God that my mom had a grandmother. Uh, her mother, my grandmother. Um, you know, kept me or watched over me as a child. But as you get older, you want you wanna. Be at home by yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Explore, you explore out. stuff like that. So it's certain things that I tapped into in my life that I'm not, you know, proud of, but it made me the person that I am today. And I, you know, that's why I say I always say that from Gary and Yam. I would never like never not claim Gary ever. Yeah, that's love, man, because most people try to try to hide away from what what made them, them stories that made them. And something my mom always shared with me that I hold dear to my heart and my mom's still living, you know what I mean? But it's just these type of conversations I value from her. She told me one day, she said, the reason you're going to be successful is because you're not afraid to tell your story. And all day, you know what I mean? And just so that's why I kind of built this platform was to let other people tell their stories. And I I feel like, you know, you always hear people say, we got to support each other. We got to support each other, but not yeah. not everything come not all support come in monetary form. Some support come in just what we're doing right now. Two young brothers talking to each other, having conversation, and we're gonna let the world hear the conversation. You know? Yep. And and it's raw, uncut. And I'm gonna ask you to be that. Be yourself. Be raw, uncut. You ain't gotta worry about no explicit nothing. I don't care about none of that because give me the, give me the green light. That's all I yeah, need. Yeah, I, well the world just heard me tell you. Yeah, the, the world just you know, just heard me tell you green mean go. You know what I mean, and uh, got you. You know, I know you. We we talked before, and you you said that your your mom live in Florida now. Are your mom yeah, in Florida? In, uh, yeah, she in Newport Richie or Port Richie, one or two. I yeah. think it's two cities, but she in Newport Richie. Okay. Uh, thirty minutes from Tampa. She been down there uh, about 15, 15, 16 years. She retired um, and moved down there. I would have moved down there. But you know, I'm a man. I can't live off my mom. No, you know, no Jody. I won't. For, <laughs> nah, for everybody that don't know what Jody is, it's not just a name of a human being. But please go check Baby Boy out. Jody is he nested with his mom his whole life. <laughs> yeah, a whole 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 shebang. So my mom left after she retired, and at the time I was married, and you know. That didn't last. I was married for like four years, but you know, it is what it is. That's over with. So I you know, I wasn't gonna go live with her anyway. You know how it go. Yeah. Cause as soon as you grab your keys, your mama wanna be like, Where you going? <laughs> as soon as you open the door, you hungry. As soon as you you know, where you go, you know, you You can't bring I, nothing to the crib. You can't come to the you crib with none. No smack, no nothing. <laughs> you you can't do nothing. What you doing? What you think this is? I'm like, damn, you know? And my mom is, my mom is one of the moms, like, open the door with, like, no knock. Like, she want, you know what I'm saying? She want to, she, hey, my mom is my mama, dog. So, (laughs) she moved, she retired from the Social Security office 
38 years, and um, I'm my mom's only child, my daddy's last child out of 12. Damn, your so, dad was, he, Papa was a Rolling Stone for real. Man, my dad ran down the hill. He was a Rolling Stone down the hill, though, like literally. Uh, he only stayed for, you know, drop a seed and go and leave, you feel me? <laughs> so <laughs> his representative got him in the, in the door, <laughs> then as soon as his representative left, he, you know, it was time to kick him out. You know how it go, dog. My, hey, I'm going to tell you, my dad was a straight up, straight up, right? I'm telling you. But, yeah, my, I'm, my mom been in Florida for about 15 years. Um, I come visit every once in a while, but I think Florida's slow. Florida kind really? of slow. You know, I'm from, I'm 30 minutes from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? In, zoom, in zoom. Big... <laughs> I'm talking about Zoom, like the Commodores. Man. Zoom, they, I'm for real. So um, she wanted me to come down there in the beginning, but as, you know, as my life transpired and transitioned into where I am right now, she kind of, you know, it's kind of, she don't, it's, it's not a big interest to her. And uh, right before this pod, right before this podcast and this recording, I just talked to her, so she won't be calling me because it's Monday. She know I'm off. <laughs> Why you didn't call me? You know how it go, bro. Hey. You know? So I went on ahead and got that in before I checked in because I didn't. I didn't want to rush. I didn't want to. You know how it, 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 it go. Bro, so. listen, I had COVID. I caught COVID, and uh, I was able to. Really? Yeah, bro. I pushed through, but my mom. That's when, like, you know, you still got a good mom. Like even oh, yeah, even sure. when you married, my mom was calling me. She called the wife. Like if I don't hear from one of y'all in the morning, yeah, I'm Facetiming y'all. So and it was like I'm not calling. I'm Facetiming, and you, Blazing. yeah, you gonna have to show me his face. And I'm like, Blazing. I'm like, mom, I'm grown. Like I got more kids than you. And she like, yeah. I don't care. You still my baby. And I'm like, uh, gotta you accept it. So I I get where you coming from. Yeah, so I went ahead and had to get moms out the way. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a like I said, I'm my only child, bro. So I'm, hey, I, I get it, yeah. I get it. Like even when you travel for whatever, where you at? Did you get your bag? Yes. You, are you checked in? Where you going? I'm like, ma, you can't get to me if something <laughs> happens. Like, ma, just no, nah, I don't care. Like, turn your phone on. Why your phone was off? Hey, you out here, I'm like, you got the hey. same. We got the same mom, bro. Cause she used to I tell me you. I had to text her before I take off on a flight. When I land, yeah. when I get to the like, it was like a every day, and that that's something that she established though when I was a kid. When I walk home from school, she like, I know yeah. I'm at work, but call up to the beauty school and tell them to let me know you made it home. Yeah. Like, so I still got to check in. Ain't that some shit? I'm, I'm telling you, my mom, like I said, she did the social security office, man. 38 years. I had the front desk office, I had managers numbers. <laughs> you, I had to call somebody and let them know I'm at home. And yeah. safe. The doors are locked. Can't nobody get in. Even if it's a fire, I can't get out <laughs> because there's bars on the windows and shit. You know what I'm saying? We gotta, I'm telling you, hey, I'm safe, mom. Just be yeah. here as soon as you can. <laughs> Man, that's We got the same. We got the same type of mother. I see. Uh, but let let's talk about man. What inspired you to get into barbering? And and another question: What challenges were you faced with because you were shorter than yeah. than than everybody around you? What so first? What what inspired you to be the barber that you are today? Because you're really good at it. I don't know if people sleeping on your hands, but 
it's certain hands I respect, and you got them hands that I respect. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. And so what inspired you to do that? But also, what challenges were you faced with? Because we have listeners that's listening from all walks of life, and I like to cover mm-hmm. the whole spectrum, man. I, I, nobody is excluded from my conversation. For sure. So uh, I only stand for seven. This week I weighed in at like 208. You know, I ain't do no carbs this week. You feel me? Okay, so, so you drop it. You, you drop I'm dropping. Okay, I'm dropping, G. So 47208. You know, so 208 this week. This you know week. Yeah. Um, so growing up, my cousin used to cut my hair. He stopped and started running the streets. So like I said, my mom was a single parent. So haircuts was when she could get them. You feel me? Yeah. So they wasn't expensive, but you know what I'm saying? If a girl started looking at you, I got to be sharp. You know mm-hmm. how it is. You know, about 12, about 11, 12, 13, that's when you start recognizing, you know, a little ass on a little girl <laughs> or, you know what I'm saying, a little cutie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And you can't have no, you know, back in the day, the line used to come down your damn forehead. I don't know what happened. But, you know, I don't know if it was the pushback, but shit. It used to look like Velcro coming across <laughs> if you didn't keep a haircut. So, you know, my mom talked, my mom took me to this one department store, uh, service merchandise out here. I don't know if y'all had one out there. Where you from? Service merchandise bought me a pair of walls that, that lit up, you know what I'm saying? And was like, here, I was like, all right, this, this is what we going to (laughs) do. This, this is it. Bet. Okay. Well, let me. All right, let's go. I'm in the bathroom. You know how you start start with the big guard. Okay, I can get used to this. I got a cow. I got locks now, but I got a cow lick in the center of my lining in the front oh. on top. I got two cow licks in the swell in the in the crown of my head. So you already know. I didn't know how to fix it. So I'm going to school <laughs> with the baldy, fam. I'm going to school <laughs> with the baldy. And you know I'm a little person, so you know my head look like a backward uh, pacifier. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so, so, you feel me? And so, after I started, you know, fucking my head up, bust my lining up, I, I eventually got confident enough, like, you know what? Let me try to, let me try to do this. Let me try to fix this hair for real, fam. So, I was, it wasn't no YouTube. It was just, I just visualized how I wanted my hair. So I would, it wasn't a taper then. It was just a blend up. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. It was nothing. Fancy. It was absolutely nothing. It was a haircut. It was a, it was a haircut. It was blend up as far as you thought you could go and help blend that lining up with that, <laughs> that zero double O and work it. And then back then you only had one clipper. So it did the lining. So you mess around, you cut your, that ain't hot. So then you <laughs> wrap them in a the bag and put them in the freezer to cool them down. You better not get no hand in the freezer. You know, mama beat your ass, bro. So <laughs> then you had to wait till it cooled down. You got, you know, tattooed the front lining. Man. Because they too sharp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know I'm telling you. So I got confident enough to ask a couple of people at school. You know, let me cut your hair. Why'd I do that, bro? Baldy, let's ball them up. Let's straight up boot camp, ball them up, and I learned how to how to fix it. So after after I ain't gonna hold you down years, 
of just busting heads. I got, you know, you learn how to fix it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How this, you know, just not take the line back so far. We had, I had to go outside to make sure that the line was straight because you only had one light. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. One clipper, one light, and a church folding chair. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like. Hey, that's what barbering is, though. People don't really don't understand. It's not. It's not the fact that we create beautiful art. It's the fact that we make art out of what we have presented to us. Like uh, right on the canvas, bro. Like, so <laughs> I'm telling you, go outside, make sure the line is straight. It was never straight back then. You know what I'm saying? It was just you know hard box on the side. <laughs> you know how it was yeah. about that wide little box pool pump and. What happened was my youth, the pastor I grew up with, Reverend Brian A. Claiborne, bro, he was seeing me cut my own hair. And he told my mama that he wanted me at church before service and cut his hair. Ooh. And I, that's when it hit me. Like, I'm a, this is a pastor. Like, I'm like, at the time, I'm probably like 11 or 12 cutting the people, you know, the youth, the, you know, my friends at church, at school. And he called my mom, was like, I want Andre to cut my head off for church. And I'm like, how in the hell I'm going to do this, bro? <laughs> like, this is a grown-ass man. I cut kids, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, nah, he can't be for real. Sure enough, my mama woke me up seven. Sunday school started at 9.30. Had to be there like eight. Cut his head in the office. And what gave me the passion is a grown man was wearing my cut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody from school, everybody from you know church that we grew up with, they you know that was we kids. So it, yeah. you know ain't nobody really paying attention to us. You know what I'm saying? Except for the little hot girls or whatever the case may be. But for a pastor to reach out to my mama and be like, I want him to cut my hair before service, it made it immediately made me want to do it correctly. You get me? Yeah, and that's it not even want- that's not even just uh, a grown man. That's somebody who has power of influence. Yeah, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, it was like when he did that and my mama was like, thumbs up, like without no running past me because I'm a kid and I don't have a choice. <laughs> Pastor said it. I was like, I got to do it. I got to jump in the fire. So first couple of times, busted him up. You feel what I'm saying? But the thing about his cut, I used to, I play instruments. I play the drums, you know what I'm saying? And I was a drummer at the church. So I would see it. And mentally, I'll be like, I, I got to do this next time. Mm-hmm. Or I took this side up too high next time. Or my blend wasn't right. So mentally doing service, and each time I would cut his hair, I would mentally fix it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I would mentally already prepare myself of what I can't do next time. And the way that he and the other people made me feel and the way they felt of something that I created off of nothing, it gave me like, I can do this for free for the rest of my life. Man. You get what I'm saying? I can, just because of how they felt by me Taking a canvas, they don't back then you didn't know what you wanted. You just wanted a, like you said, a haircut. It was just a haircut. You know what I'm saying? Like you walk to the even the charts that we have or used to have in the barbershops, ain't nobody gonna get that 
them cuts, you know what I'm saying? That's on the uh, haircut charts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They take four pictures and say, can you do this in one? Right. You know what I'm saying? So they wanted a ball fade, a blend up, a buck, you know, whatever it is, a shape up or whatever. So for them people to wear something that I created, it really gave me something like I can do this. It built my passion and it built my gift. And I really just like crafted it. And even now, um, I'm so transparent with my clients. And I say this at the barber colleges too. One of the most, one of the best things you can ever do is tell your client if you messed up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Elaborate because on that a little bit. Re- tell, because it's two ways whether a person going to ask the client that you just cut how they cut, uh, who cut your hair. Uh-huh. Whether they're going to lean in or they're going to fall back. If they lean in, they be like, oh, man, who cut your hair? They're going to be like, that's a potential client. But if they lean back, like, man, who, like, what? <laughs> who cut your hair, bro? Immediately. First of all, you're going to get the red flag. Like, what's wrong with it? Immediately, your client like, oh, what's wrong? And then that client, that person that asks your client who cut your hair, they not coming to you. Right. So therefore... Say, I always believe this. I live by this. If you mess up your client's hair, regardless of how many years you have in the game, you everybody got a bad day. Everybody take that edge up too high. Everybody, you know what I'm saying? You don't never, it, it ain't no perfect haircut. We just post the perfect haircut. Right. You feel me? And I always tell them, I'd be like, look, tell your client, hey, man, I kind of took you up on the left side a little bit more. Reason being is because they can respect you and you respect on how they look and you respect your craft. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You re- so say I got wives that that won't allow their husbands to go to nobody else just because of the way I cut them. So if your number one fan is his wife or even him as a person, as, as a client, and he go home and be like, his wife like, what did he do to your head today? <laughs> Immediately, that's offense. Yeah. You offended. So therefore, give him something to say, yeah, he told me he got me right here. He got me a little bit right here on the left. But it's cool. It'll grow back. And then my barber, my barber instructor told me, how you fix a how you fix a bad haircut? Two weeks. That's it. So therefore, just, just hey, well, give me two weeks. It's gonna come back down. I'll blend it. So I like to be, I like to be very transparent with my clients. Not, you know. It's not, I ain't busting people up now, but I'm just saying that's how I was. And that's how I built my, my clientele. That's how, you know, you keep uh clientele retention, you know, keep them coming back mm-hmm. because you be transparent. Everybody, it's a, it ain't no barber on the planet who has never cut their client with a razor or right. the corner, the corner of the liner was too sharp. You know what I'm saying? You overdid the liner. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent and that's just what has built, my my passion, my gift, and I'm I'm continuing to sharpen that thing, and I just you know I love it. Yeah. I straight up love it. So that's how I got my start. I feel you. I that's feel it. you, man. I'm so I'm so passionate about. I you know I I I, w- I used to be so passionate about just cutting hair, but sure. now I feel like my purpose in life is helping others, and my passion for haircutting is still on an all time high. But also, what's on on my on my passion list? And purposeless is seeing other people around me or people I respect succeed. And, oh, and I think sometimes that overweighs me wanting to cut hair because it's nights like this where I get to sit at the table with somebody and just have a conversation 
about yeah. about what they went through to get to where they at now. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, I, I respect the hell out of you, bro, for real. Now, tell me, what was what was that adversity, though? What was that adversity because of the fact that you, you know, you 4'7", and you 208 this seven, week? Man. 208. So what, what <clears throat> uh, I used to stand, well, you know, folding church chair down in the bottom, in the basement of my mom's crib or the church or wherever I had to cut in the beginning as a child, you know, everybody the same height when they sit down. So when I started working in the shop or even going to Bible college, I stood on a stool and, uh, you know, it was, you know, you get tired, you know, reaching up like, <laughs> your arms, your arms like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. God, your arms in the air. So some of the adversities was, um, I started in I started in Illinois at this one shop called Supreme Cuts, and what happened? You know, um, I used the chair used to go low enough for me to continue to you know cut. I bring my stool, stand behind there, uh, stand behind the chair, stand on the stool. So one of the one of the things is I had to have a stage built. You know what I'm saying? A uh, couple inches off the off the ground. I stand on the stage right now in my shop. In my shop in Maryville, Indiana. Um, but one of the things is getting someone, first of all, to respect you. Second of all, is someone to believe that you can you can attack the haircut. I don't know if it's something with society, but I think I think people little I think people think that little people can't accomplish a lot of stuff. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. I can see you where you're coming saying? with that. I, I don't know. I don't know why, but everything that I have ever put my mind to, regardless of how long it has taken me to accomplish it, accomplish it, I've I've accomplished it. Like no matter how long it took me. Yeah. I mean it. It don't matter. So, with that, with people just looking at your stature as a little person, four seven, you know what I'm saying? You you come across as you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, this ain't for you or something like that. So I remember I was working in the shop in, in Gary. Um, when I spent nine and a half years at this one dude, uh, I don't I'm not gonna say his name, he called me a gimmick. Wow. Like I like I asked God to make me this way. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> you feel me like you know, it's like I had a whole conversation. With God and my mom and my daddy, and I was like, "Yo, this is what we gonna do." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This, this, this how I want to be. This is what's about to pop. This is what's about to happen. Feel me? So, when I heard that, after having society look at my stature as something that, you know, they don't build cars for me, they don't build houses for me, they don't build grocery stores for me, they don't build the mechanic. They they build. None of that. None of that is for little people. Right. So out the womb, mentally, physically, I have to, I have to adjust like immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a regular day at the grocery store is, I got to be able. If ain't nobody in the aisle, I got to. Hey, fam, I'm gonna go ahead and take this leap of faith, knock this <laughs> box of Captain Crunch down and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, giving, I'm gonna I tell you care. right now, bro. I bet not ever, ever 
see you <laughs> leaping you. up to knock the box. Of, I bet not ever see that, dog. I promise you. If it's up there, I promise you. I tell you, I can tell you right now from the formula of grocery stores, what cereal be on the top shelf, bro? I'm telling you right now. Are you pra- you study? You have I'm to study. You, I already know. I'm telling you, I already know which ones be on the top. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't build no grocery stores for me. So I gotta adjust to that immediately. And then the good ice cream, the good frozen pieces and shit be in the top freezer in the back. So I gotta stand there with the door open until somebody <laughs> comes and be like, You need some help. I'm glad you asked, motherfuckers. Look. <laughs> He's like, hell I'm yeah, you see you me standing here, the damn ice melting on the freezer. I'm glad you asked. Look, I need that cookies and cream. Is that it? No, hold on. <laughs> I need that chocolate on the other side. <laughs> I need this all meat me pizza down there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, we finna walk the store. You feel me? So, <laughs> so immediately, ain't nothing, ain't nothing accommodating me. So I gotta adjust immediately. You feel me? So with that, it's, it's just the adversity of just cutting hair, the adversity of just being a little person, the adversity of being a bomb and people coming into the shop or wherever you at, like, oh, no, nah, buddy. People at like little little people, dwarfism, whatever you call it, whatever people might call it, it's like a contagious disease, money. Yeah. You feel me? They like, I'm for real. They like, no, nah, he can't cut my hair. Like, what? Like, like this is the beginning of just me just, you know what I'm saying? So, the adversities of being called a gimmick, uh, people not believing in you. And then once they see, like, you can cut kids, you can, your kid not going to be a little person. You know what I'm saying? Kids. Look, you got passing little person around. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 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 straight up. The kids be hollering and crying. They looking you up and down. They nervous because you, you know what I'm saying? You got facial hair, but you his size. You know what I'm saying? You like, what the this baby looks staring at you trying to do his line and he look up. Hey, you know and you better not turn around and you see that head like a pacifier. That's what I'm saying, my dude. This is before dread, Sam. <laughs> Man, I got to do I'm telling you. If I ever lose this, bro, I'm finna, hey, I'm finna go ahead and weave it up. I'm telling you. Dude. So, it's, and I got that little spoiler in the back of my head. <laughs> a little Honda Civic Need for Speed spoiler on the back of my head, bro. So it's like, it's not going to happen, bro. I got to keep blocks forever. <laughs> so it's like, so as you build and you, sh- like, you got to understand, like, the pa- I feel it just talking to you. The passion that I have just to prove people wrong. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Even in my barbering, even in life, even in just driving, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I drive a Jeep Wrangler. And it's been times where I park, target, Pet smart, whatever. I jump out that thing and people just be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They just and one lady walked up to me, like, I don't know what gave gave her the the passion or the the oomph to I know you're not driving that. Like, what do you mean? Like, I just got out of it. <laughs> so she was like, How you driving? I said, with the gas and brake, dumbass. What you talking about? <laughs> what you mean? Like, I pushed the gas and pushed the brake. Turn the wheel, money. You know what I'm saying? So just everything, like just adversity that I have that little people have in life, yeah. it's like that gives me so much oomph to like prove prove people wrong. And I mm-hmm. sometimes I can come off as an asshole or whatever. 
but you got to understand my root. Like the world, they didn't consider nothing. And I don't, I'm not asking for that. Right. But you got to understand that. Like immediately, like when I started walking, whenever I started, one, three months, whenever I started walking, it's like I'm the world is against me. The world is pushing negativity from just average day stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like every day, stuff that people average height do and people stuff that people just take for granted. Like I got to mentally prepare for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to mentally Oh, I got to I got to look at it. I got to dissect it. I got to figure it out. I got to put my math together. How can I figure this out? If I go buy a truck, if I go buy a car, how am I driving off the lot? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. You just you just jump in that thing, adjust the mirror, start off and boom. Yeah, I'm gone. You know, you I'm gone. When I just first buy a car, I gotta be like, right, hold on. Let me see. I got these pedals in my hand, these extensions. I gotta <laughs> ask them if we can take you to the body shop and put drill these holes in the gas and brake. And then you know what I'm saying? Right. So I can drive it off. Oh, we don't do that here. So then I gotta drive up under the stairwell wheel until I get home myself and drill the holes into the gas and break myself. So adversity is... You're used to it. I'm used to it. So when people, when people like complain about just small stuff that I think is small, I, I'll be like, no. And that's why I got that. I got, I got that. Get your ass up, man. Adjust your crown. Like, I'll be like, man, fuck what they say. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like, I'm serious, bro. And it's like people, like, I really, I really wish people would understand, like, like you have regular arms, my dude. You got regular legs, my dude. You know what I'm saying? You got every opportunity. Like, you average. So by you complaining and by me accomplishing some of the things that I have accomplished in my 39 years of living, you, I know if I can do it. I know you can do it. Yeah. You 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 don't have nothing to stop you. When I come into the building, like I'm talking about when I come into a building, when I come like a grocery store, a mall. I mean, think about it. I gotta I used to alter my jeans. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now they come fitted, I can just wear them on top of my pants. That's the <laughs> best thing they ever did. You feel me? <laughs> Came out with these different versions of Levi's, man. I'm in there. You feel me? Hey, but man, believe it or not, bro, I, I still adjust my jeans. Cause see, I got see I got skinny legs, so I got skinny legs, man. I got I said I keep telling everybody I'm working on my bad bitch legs for you know 2021. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I got skinny legs, but I, I I'm like you. I only wear Levi's. I go get my Levi's that I like. I don't care if they big yeah. as shit or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I go get them tapered. All my Levi's are tapered from the knee down because I, I like a, I like to f- make them fit a certain way. And I like to, you know, the professional dress world is not the same anymore. But if you walk in with baggy yeah. ass jeans, then it's like he not professionally dressed. But if I go get them tapered up and I put on a cool little polo, they like, oh, okay, that's cool. Because I could put a boot on, I could wear some Jordan One. You know, you you got a way to flip professional dress now if your pants is fitting the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I so my 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 top my top Levi's five eleven five tens five twelves. 
You know what I'm saying? Because they get skinny at the bottom. You feel me? I feel you, man. 5'11", 5'14", big dog. That's what I'm saying. So so even if I wear a boot, I can go and stiff the rest of that jean in the boot and keep it untied a little bit. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling you. And if I wear some Jordan 1s, I can do the same thing because they high enough. I, see, you know what I'm game recognized you game. Game recognized so, game. So if I gotta be dressy or to when I get some linen pants. Mm. They got the elastic at the bottom. You feel me? And, and wear some boat shoes. There you go. You That's in? What I'm saying I'm in there. So yeah. So we on the same page, man. So that that those are some of the adversities. You know, building the stage, the cut hair. You know what I'm saying? Making sure that even when when I used to uh, compete in barber in barber competitions, I mean people don't even know this, but this is the first time I ever said that. Immediately, I got to figure out how I'm gonna stand behind this chair, how I'm gonna do my light, how I'm gonna you know move the chair around, make sure my client is lit up. You know what I'm saying? Make sure right. the, this is before ring lights. You know what I'm saying? You go to barber competitions now, everybody got a ring light. Everybody a superstar. Everybody got a light on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, I'm talking about before people started, ring lights was even thought of. You know what I'm saying? When you know how yeah. barber competition used to be. Yeah. You know, the convention light all the way up there. You think you're going to get this fade right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen. Not at all. It's not going to happen. So I got to be able to make sure that the clients sit right. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't sit on top of the head. I mm. sit right at the head. Yeah. yeah, you know, for shot, I got shadows. I got my shadow. I got my arm. I got this dark spot because I'm so up close on the cut. Yeah, you got you know a lot. Saying? You got a lot of adversity just to do your daily routine, your daily job. That's what I'm saying. And I didn't. I didn't. It's so regular to me. Yeah, you hear me? It's regular. It's like, but if I tell you about it, like mentally, you'd be like, "Good God Almighty." You was like, damn, bro. You yeah. feel me? So I'm, I'm over here blown. Right out the gate. <laughs> right out the gate. Think about a competition. I got to keep a stool with me. And how long a barber competition? Nigga, 14 hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, I'm carrying a stool. I got my clippers. I got my client. <laughs> I got my coat. So people, those are the adversities that people don't even think about. You yeah. feel me? Uh- yeah, so that's, even that's when crazy. I travel to cut hair for this particular person or elite client or, you know, a client that has more money than me, celebrity client, you know how it go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have to prepare myself mentally how I'm going to execute this cut. Like, I I didn't got to the point to where I know the Hilton, you know what I'm saying, uh, Radisson's and all the other higher end now uppity hotels, I know they're set up. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Or what, if they got a desk, if they got a swinging uh, office chair or those hard, uh, them, them standalone chairs. Eventually, I'm like, what chair you got in the room? All right, cool. Or I have to bring a drummer's throne. You feel what I'm saying? That spin down, go all the way down. So, just the adversities of just, just to prepare to cut hair is like, you know, it's stressful, yeah. but I'm so used to it. It's, it's my yeah. life. It's bro. another day. It's just another day at this point now. It's like, another day, bro. Man. I'm 39. I've been doing this since I was 11, 12 years old. That's crazy. So it's, 
it is what it is. Man, since we're on the barber talk and industry talk, man, what was some, like, if you want to talk about it, what's some of them, uh, I, I feel like a lot of times in our industry, people overpromise or people act like they're going to do something for you. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You know. I talk. I talk about it. You know, I ain't. I ain't scared of no man. I know you're I not, but afraid. you know. I ain't scared of no man. You feel me? <laughs> you know where I'm from. I know. <laughs> I said, let him know. Let him know where you from. <laughs> I'm from. I'm from Gary, Indiana. Bro. I'm from the gutter, dog. Straight up. Listen. So, so, so that's what. That's what one of the births. That's from. That was one of the babies that birthed Adjust Your Crown, bro. Um, I don't work with several people in the industry. Uh, you know, several. Uh, several promises. Several do this, do this, do that. And, it, you know, I do beyond what was asked. Yeah. Sitting, you know, I, I didn't travel. I didn't travel to L.A. I didn't travel to Tampa. I didn't travel to New York. I done traveled to Philly. I done traveled to Chicago, uh, Michigan, Ohio, Texas, everywhere. Just trying to, I can, I'm, 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 I'm cool enough and I'm strong enough to say sell myself right, for cheap. You feel what I'm saying? Sell myself for cheap without knowing my own self-worth. You know what I'm saying? And by me running uh, kind of like you know, one well for real, passing my resume out, or I want to be a platform artist. I was, I want to do this. Uh, pick me up for this. I had, I had, I had to sit back after all the no's, after all the promises and shit, after all the the running around, all the games, the phone calls that you don't answer, the emails that you send, and then they say they don't get this. You buy this, you buy into this at wholesale. It's not really wholesale. Then you sit on products because you ain't got no help. Ain't no, you know what I'm saying? They're not even you selling their product, but they're not doing nothing for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You 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 think this is the formula? Man, fuck that formula, man. You feel what I'm saying? That's not the formula. And whoever listening, like that's not the formula. Your formula is your dream, your story, your baby that you need to birth. I get it. You know what I'm saying? I I get the fact that everybody want to be seen. Everybody want to be the popular people. But we found out during quarantine <laughs> to have the barbers that's the Hollywood barbers was begging and closing down shops. Ooh. We're still we're still charging they they barbers booth rent and they weren't even cutting no hair. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? All the celebrity barbers they make thousands of dollars was the main ones, you know, campaigning and you know all that type of Talk shit. That but stuff. I can stand firm. I can stand firm like right now and know that yeah, I quarantined for three and a half months in my shop, and my shop's still open today. You mm. know what I'm saying? My shop nine nine going on ten years, December six this year, and I I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say everything that I went through was bad. Everything I went through made me the person and the barber and the motivational speaker that I am today. So I don't look at all things as negative. I think it, I look at them and I, I use them as gas to continue to continue to push my dream, continue to push my brand, continue yeah. to push me. You feel what I'm saying? Because like it's been now I'm telling you, like this one company I'm talking about, they told me to my face, like you next. 
I done did far beyond. You know how, I mean, you know the formula. Mm-hmm. You got to get more followers. You got to buy in until okay. you, you get this back. You feel what I'm saying? You got to do this, post this, share this, tag us in this. I went far beyond. Let me buy into y'all. Let me buy some clippers. No, nah, they want to give you clippers. No, nah, let me buy the clippers. I, I, I don't, you know, I got a little money. I don't need no handout. So when you do that, oh, you next. And then they make the announcement on the new team and your ass at the crib watching that shit. Oof. You feel what I'm saying? After you done did everything, checked off on the list, emailed, talked to some people, you know what I'm saying? Then they play you at these conventions. You know what I'm saying? They Talk like about they don't it. know you. Talk about it. You know what I'm saying? They're like, like they don't know you. They are like, you know, they ain't got time for you now. And when I was running, chasing that shit, bro, um, I was losing myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it looked good to stand on stage to cut hair and have people take pictures of you. It it feel good to be glorified. It feel good to to look like you somebody. But when you when you empty on the inside and you you trying to you trying to make this a valid a validation that you are somebody, but really deep down inside your ass already somebody, my nigga. Man. You feel what I'm saying? You already somebody. And I don't even have no bad taste in my mouth for the industry. It's just that I know, you know what I'm saying? I know the instruments now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's been times, even doing now, when ain't nothing going on. You get you get calls, and hey, I see what you're doing, man. I can help you get to the next level. Man, I don't need your help, bro. I'm going to take the stairs. You want to hey. know why? I'm going to take the stairs because if, if, a, if I allow another person to play me, I might not give you a pass. You feel what I'm saying? I might, you know what I'm saying? I might embarrass you, my mama, and I might embarrass myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like I said earlier, look, people think that little people, you need a handout. You, you know what I'm saying? You, I can't do this. No, I can. You feel what I'm saying? And you might not think that the task is for me, but I don't want to, I don't never want to lose myself into making somebody, you know how a kid raise their hand and jump up, me, 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 look at me, 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 me. I was doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was, I was fit. I lost money. You know what I'm saying? Traveling here and there because certain people was going to be there. You know what I'm saying? Certain high class barbers, celebrity barbers, as we call them or whatever. I don't believe in no celebrity barber, bro. A celebrity barber is just, you just, the person that you cut just <laughs> got just- more money than me right now. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. And, that, and that's just it. They just got more money than me right now. And so when I lost myself, bro, the thing, the thing that got me, the thing that made me look like really adjust my crown and really just be like, nigga, this this industry is like it's 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 fugazi. You know what I'm saying? It's really it's fugazi. Um I really just had to like adjust my crown, bro, and do my own thing, represent my own brand, represent Dre the Giant, represent what I had going on. And I can only blame myself if I don't make the money. Because if I don't make the money, I blame my hustle. I blame my my entrepreneurship. I blame my laziness. Mm-hmm. If I don't go get it, it's my fault. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's my fault. I got my brand on my back. Yeah. You feel me? You know, I, I tell people all the time, man, that... <clears throat> As barbers, when you really think about what a barber is, we've been we've been influencers. 
We never needed a company yeah. to tell us we was an influencer. We've been that. A barbershop is a community staple, a neighborhood staple. We are the libraries. And and I, and so many people forget we didn't need the bigger companies to tell us who we was in the neighborhood. So why are we relying on them yeah. now to still tell us who we were or who we really were? Because once you get it, you, you're not that no more. And so I feel you. Yeah, I work for a lot of major companies. But all those major companies know and understand, too. I, I, I'm, I built something that's popular nobody, and I'm going to continue to build that. And so with me, it's kind of like, yeah. let's, let's work as a partnership, and let's help each other. Let's help each other, even though yeah. you're the big brand, and I'm what some people call small brand, but I think big. You know, and that's given me the ability yeah. to work with the bigger corporations and stuff like that. So, yeah. and it, it's like, it's, um, I mean, both of us don't work with companies and stuff like that. And once you realize, once you come out of that, like, like I said, that kid and be like, Hey, look at me, you know what I'm saying? This and that you, you start to realize that they need you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like the big companies, they need us as barbers. Because if we don't use their tools, if we don't show the people that look up to us what we use and how this and that, they it wouldn't be what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? If we don't show people our techniques with this tool or or how to adjust the liner so you won't bite your client or how to zero gap certain things on this clipper and what's the difference between this brand and that brand, they wouldn't it wouldn't be what it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be what what they are today, you know what I'm saying, as social media, as marketing and all that type of stuff. Yeah. So the big brands, they need us as barbers to get, grab the people that's going to try to cut their hair at home, the students that's in the barber college that want the best clippers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that want the best product and all that type of stuff. I believe, and I stand on it, that they need us. And like you said, let's partnership. Let's do this as a team yeah. and not just process. Don't prostitute me for your brand. Mm. Let's meet. Let's meet in the middle. Yeah, let's talk you know about it. Let's <laughs> let's talk about. Let's come to the table. Don't say. Let me tell you what I'm worth, and then see if you respect that first. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So Man, that's, that's why I met. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's that. I love that because that's the conversation that I love to talk about. You know, yeah, I represent brands, but we all y'all don't know what happened behind closed doors with me and these brands. That why I get to represent them the way I do. But you know, one yeah. thing. You never see me not having sight of popular nobody. You see it on me all the time. You see it in my posts. Yeah. You see it uh, like it's just what it is. And I think what some yeah. people need to realize is that why is NASCAR, why do you never hear about NASCAR having problems with sponsorships? It's because mm-hmm. everybody know when you are a NASCAR driver, there's a windshield mm-hmm. that needs to be sponsored. There's the rolling rails that need to be sponsored. The lug nuts need to be sponsored. The brakes, the tires, every part of that car. It might be a Ford, but every piece of that Ford that make that Ford happen is not a Ford. Everything else is sponsored by something else to make that car win these championships. And I think if more artists start looking at themselves as a NASCAR vehicle, and approaching the companies that way, as long as you align yourself mm-hmm. with companies that don't compete with each other, you shouldn't have a problem. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants the shiny True. thing. Everybody wants the shiny thing. They want 
the me, 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 me. Yeah. Look at look at this, look at this. You know, and I think that's where we go wrong as artists sometimes. But you said a couple of things, bro, um, about adjusting your crown and 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 all of that. And I've been watching you for a minute. So and I did support. I got the adjust the crown cup. You know, I posted a picture about it. All day. Peace to the guys, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I said, real friends support by paying for it and not asking for it. You know what I mean? And that's just how it is. Yeah. We all artists. We all got to make money. We all got families to feed our visions to catch up to. And so the only way we do it is, you know, pay pay for it and let the homie know you support it. Um, and that's what I did with the Adjust the Crown. So talk about that a minute. I know you got the Adjust the Crown. You got the head wraps. You got the uh, get your ass up. So and, and, and cover that for me. like, Because I, I love the get your ass up video. I'm going to tell you my favorite right now. My favorite one. You started out doing jumping jacks in an empty parking lot, and you said, someday we shall overcome. And yeah. that, to me, I keep that video once a week on play on my phone because it speaks about value and understanding what we just talked about. People know your value, but you don't know your value. So how did this whole adjust the crown to get your ass up, how did that all transpire? Well, in um, in continuation just me chasing chasing what I thought that would give me what I needed as a brand and chasing chasing the empty, you know, this empty dream that just... See, sometimes the universe blocks certain things and you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes the blockage is not, you know, everybody blame the devil and, <laughs> you know, this and that. No, the devil ain't doing that. Sometimes that's just not your path. You know right. what I'm saying? So... When 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 I realized that it wasn't my path, I really I really didn't believe it because I had invested so much of me into trying to get something that it was just going further away from me. You know what I'm saying? So you go through you go through like you go through the the sit down stage, the you know fuck all this. I'm finna just do it. You, you go through that. So. I was, I really had to understand that I had to adjust my crown, bro, my royalty, me as a person, like Dre the Giant, like the name Dre the Giant, like people laugh at it. I still chuckle at it because I think about some of the things that people have said when I say my name, Dre the Giant. Uh, they just like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like that. I'm like, what? So it comes from like, Dre the Giant, like I only stand four seven, but when I come into the room, I you I I capture your attention immediately. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? I capture it. I don't have to be loud. I don't have. To, I don't even have to talk. But when I tell come into the room, whether classroom, whether the boys and girls club, whether a barbershop, whether wherever grocery store, I capture you like a giant. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like a, a a giant. So that name was birthed in, in Atlanta uh, from a, a, a Barbers and Tacos thing that we had. And it was like, my name used to be Ashy Larry Chronicles. That's a whole nother story. Ashy Larry was, Chronicles? Ashy Lining Chronicles. Oh, okay. So you, you know how you leave the dust on the... That's my signature. That's what I be doing. So... <laughs> It, it got changed on the on the like we need something big, so it, it was changed, and 
by me adjusting my crown, I had to adjust my crown within myself first on the inside. Nice. Um, I took it. I took the nose. I took the lies. I took the the empty hopes. The you know the emails that you didn't get or whatever. I took that. I took it very personal because once you invest so much money and so much time in something, the way you think the return is supposed to come is the only thing that you can see. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? People invest in relationship. People invest in the stock market. People invest in people. People invest in a lot of things. And if the return don't come back the way that you vision it to come back, you get bitter. You get mad. You get upset. You get resentful. You get depressed. You get, you know what I'm saying? Because you thought this formula, if I invest in this, this has going to come back. I know this is going to come back. But that's not how it came back for me. It came back from a brand called Adjust Your Crown from the inside out. So therefore, when you do walk in the room, you are a giant, regardless if anybody acknowledge you or not. You you hold your head up high. You are you royalty. You 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 are like you are somebody. Like you hold value within yourself first. You don't have to tell nobody. No, you ain't gotta tell nobody who you are. They know who you are just by your energy. Just by the way you talk, just by the way you carry yourself, by the way you dress, you feel what I'm saying? Just about by the way that you like step into the room, the way you, it ain't got nothing to do with what you drive, what you, none of that. It's the way that you carry yourself on the inside. That glow going to come out. Yeah. So once I realized that I can adjust my crown from the inside out and by me investing in something and the way I thought the return was going to be, wasn't going to, wasn't going to come that way. I sat back and I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta adjust something else. And I had to adjust my value. Mm. I had to adjust the value in me. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to adjust value. And it took it took a while because you really like I if I can if you can feel it, if I can really, if I can really just like tell you like how I feel right now, like when you catch value within yourself like you you damn near a x-man you know what i'm saying <laughs> you damn near wolverine you damn near whoever whoever your favorite character is marvel comic whatever you damn near one of them yeah because regardless if the regardless of how to no come or maybe next time or however you can go back around and try it again shoot the next shot you know yeah. what i'm saying you're gonna take this route i ain't gonna do this route and like you can, I'm telling you, since I have like literally self-evaluated and caught value within myself, I don't, it's nothing that I have put my mind to that I have not accomplished. I'm talking about my clothing line. I'm talking about, like you said, the hair wraps, like the hair wraps is royalty. You know what I'm saying? Protect your crown, which mm-hmm. is uh, adjust your crown. You got to start from the head. Your your imagination got to change. Your mindset got to change. Your value of your self-worth has to change. Because don't nobody have to believe that you believe in you, but you. Right. Don't nobody have to believe what you say, but you. You got to believe it first. Facts. Like, you, like, it's two ways. It's certain ways you can tell a person how much you worth. Your haircuts are 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars, a hundred dollars. Look that person in the eye. 
Look them dead in the eye and tell them. Tell them your name. Man, my name Dre the Giant. What? My name Dre the Giant. <laughs> like, my nigga. Oh, okay. Shake, you know, shake the hand. Firm hand. Like, you got to believe, you got to check yourself first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to line up with what you want to receive, what you want people to look you at, look you, look look at you as, all that stuff. You got to be able to adjust yourself on the inside. And that's where that stuff came from. The hair wraps came from the same thing. Like, I protect my crown. Like, I got locks. Everybody can't touch my hair. Not only just my hair, my head. You can't even touch me because spirits transfer. Right. You know what I'm saying? And me being a barber, I come across so many spirits. You know what I'm saying? I got to be prepared to accept your spirit and my spirit. And the and the and the easiest the easiest entryway is from the head, which is your head. Mm. You feel what I'm saying? Like even even when you even when your client not not having a good day, you feel it. Yeah. Because you are you are solely connected by a person in they from their head. You start the line and you start coming in. Hey, bro, what's wrong with you? Oh, man, nothing. Oh, okay. You give them time. Let them talk it out. Like, adjust your crown. Like, certain people can't talk to you. Certain people can't touch you. Right. It's certain that because we are valuable to the people that we come across, come in contact with every day. Man. Man, you know like, We got to be. That's crazy. Go. No, that's 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 factual, man. I, I tell people sometimes we come home from work with the weight of the day on our shoulders because we have to deal with so much from people, and we have to listen to them. We we got to give them advice. We are the new version of a counselor. People, you know, in 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 the hood or in in low income areas, people used to say all the time, like, "Oh man, I don't believe in going to a counselor. I don't believe in mental illness." But we all know that that is real. Counseling is a real thing that people need. Mental illness is a real thing that's, you know, even in COVID, it struck an all-time high. And, you know, when we look around, we are some of these people outlets. They They rather come talk to us than go to the counselor because they know this person is in the same space that I see every day that's making me depressed. They the same right. people that been around me my whole life. So they could talk to me different than just going to sit on somebody's couch and paying them to, to hear me where I'd rather pay my barber or my hairstylist to give me that same advice and just, but on a real level, cause they know me. Yeah. And then by us being barbers, you know what I'm saying? It gives us, it gives us that, that oomph to be raw, to be uncut. To, to still love you and be an associate or a friend or even a barber to just let you know, like, to be raw with you because people want that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, 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 they see, I share, I share certain things. My life is damn near transparent. Like, I don't really, I don't really care. You, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't care what you know about me, bro. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and, um, and that's why I think, gravitate people towards me. Uh I got my therapist on um in my phone. I I call him, hey bro, I need to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think because of the culture as we as blacks or we as, you know, minorities or whatever, we are so embarrassed for people to know what's what we struggle with. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? And I know what I struggle with. 
You know what I'm saying? And I'm not afraid to tell my client or a friend or anybody what I struggle with because you never know that that you cannot live a perfect life because then what how how someone gonna learn from you? Right. If you got everything, if you got everything on the wraps, how can someone learn from you? You right. know what I'm saying? And I know for a fact, if you still above ground, you struggle with something. Mm-hmm. It's something that you fight with on a regular basis. It might not even be the most common things. You know what I'm saying? It's the things that's on the inside of you. You know yep. what I'm saying? Low self-esteem, suicide, things that people are so touchy about that change people's life when you're transparent about that type of stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been times like I'm 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 dead serious. Like I, I tried to kill myself before. You know what I'm saying? I was very unsuccessful. I made the 39 years. <laughs> but listen, you feel me? Like, like growing up, growing up, bro, as kids, bro, I do, I'm gonna tell you, dude. I went home, I went home and tied a belt around my neck, bro, and put it on the doorknob of my closed closet door, bro, and sat down. Nothing happened. I was like, I might as well leave. I might as well live. I might as well live. Let me go. This is, I am unsuccessful. You said this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what they made this shit out to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and we being barbers, people, we need that. And then in relationships, as we go home, sometimes you just need that half an hour or that hour to sit in the car because you don't want to bring that to the crib. Right. You know what I'm saying? You like I'm telling you, bro. People dump stuff on us that we don't want. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I know, <laughs> man. This, like I said, this, bro. I'm telling you, you know some stuff. Some things that I, <laughs> some things I don't. Yeah, we laugh because you already know. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Some stuff that people dump on us, I be like. I am not prepared for this. Like, I don't want to know if the baby ain't his. I'll cut the two hair tomorrow. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't want it. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I, you feel me? Yeah. So as we, you know, we being like adjusting our crown, knowing your value, and just being able to be transparent. Like, we are so valuable to other people. Why not be valuable to yourself first? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? You have to be valuable. So you, certain people, like, and I don't really look for nothing in return. Some people ask you, like, what do the people, what do the people get that pour so much into people? Nothing. What do we get the help from? We, we don't do, we don't get nothing. Nah, we just get a, we go to, good job. And we might not even get job. that. We might not even get a turnaround, yeah. but the turnarounds that we get, the turnarounds that, you know what I'm saying, the turnarounds that you see, the people that continue to come, the new people, the people that connect with you genuinely, spiritually, that's why I do what I do. You know what I'm saying? That's why I would never shrink back. I would never, I would never not charge you to adjust your crown. In the bad relationship, that bad relationship, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all negative. You know what I'm saying? You learn something from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You learn something from it. So take what you learn from it and learn from it. Learn you know from what I'm saying? It. Learn from it. So, like the hair wraps, my my brand, like 
I really, it's all a spiritual thing for me. And we're more spiritual than natural. So I believe in checking self, meaning your spirit on the inside first, like uh-huh. protecting your crown, not letting people whisper in your ear, not letting people, you know what I'm saying, d- dump certain things on you. If you can control it, sometimes behind that chair, it just come out. <laughs> my, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I like I said, I know. I sometimes I just wish I did not know some things, bro. Have you just but, ever had to go walk away and wash your hands? I, bro, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I have, I have walked away, and went outside. And had to immediately like meditate and like get that thing off me. Oh, that was the demon, boy. <laughs> if it, it made I'm you t- do that, that was a demon. I'm talking about like I I felt it, bro. I felt like my I tell you, I would never use his name. He probably would never hear this podcast. I'm gonna tell you, one of my guys, uh, he don't even live out here anymore. One of my guys um told me what happened when he, you know, murdered someone. Um, you know, yeah. Mm. So uh just for the record, he he was, you know, found not guilty. It was self defense. So I'm not, you know, I'm not one of them. Don't snitch, you know, I'm not one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. would I'd tell on my mama if she faces twenty years. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> he said I'm, I'm telling right now. I'm telling him, hey bro, don't do it in front of me. But listen, um <laughs> This is one of the, this is one of the ones that I really I, I think about, and I really I really know I had to I really had to go outside and get it off. So if the incident happened, um, he was like, "Man, I really didn't want to. I didn't really want to kill him." He said, "But when he spit in my face in front of my girl over over the money, and I was telling him, he said a spirit came over him and was like, shoot this motherfucker.'" Wow. And he was, I was like, what? He's like, and as he explaining it, you can feel the energy change. Like his, the anger came back up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that, it just came, it was, he was releasing it. And I was, I, you know how barbers is, you cut the clip off and you just be like, what? <laughs> you hit he that said, lean Man. back like. Yeah, he like what? So he was like, man. At the time, he was arguing, he was cussing me out in front of his girl and this and that. And I felt, I felt belittled already. And it was over money. And I was like, bro, you know I'm good. He's like, bro, nah, f that, this and that. But he was like, hey man. He said he gagged up and spilled his face. He said when he smelt his saliva, when it came across his nose. A spirit came over him and was like, shoot this motherfucker. And when he started crying, after he said it and released it, I knew it jumped on me. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta go outside <laughs> real quick, G. I said, You gonna have your time. He's like, I didn't want to do it. He's like, I just he went to court. Everybody told what the witnesses and all that type of stuff went, told that story. And that was the one time I knew that my 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 profession, what I stood on, was very valuable to people. Yeah. Because he he needed gave that. it to me. Yeah, he needed to get that off. Cause he it, gave it to me, man. Yeah. 
And immediately I walked out, I walked out the back door and I just really, I just like, it was like a weeping. I had to get it off of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I really, that's, that's why I say like, people really don't understand how valuable a barber is, how loyal a barber is, how, you know what I'm saying? How important a person that touch your head, a person that, that speaks life to you that, you know what I'm saying? That respects right. you how valuable we are and barbers really don't understand how valuable they are. You know what I'm saying? Hairstylists, makeup artists, because like we are, we're the new therapist. We're the new uncle. We're the new daddy. We're the new stepdad. We're the new, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All that. You know what I'm saying? So I know for a fact that I'm in my purpose and I know for a fact that I would never like, I would never sell myself cheap because I have too much value, not just for myself, but because of the people that I invest in. You know what I'm Man, saying? That's big. That's big. So before we uh before we get out of here and, and, and end this right now, me and you got something in common. I don't know if you know this. I don't know if you know that what we have in common. Can you can you get an idea? Do you do you got an idea of what what, what we got in common? It is. Your head is a backward pacifier too. Nah, nothing. It might be. No, it's not that I, big. I got a spoiler though. I do got a spoiler. I do got a spoiler. I got a spoiler. I got a Honda Civic, bro. Yeah, so I do have a spoiler, but nah. What we got actually in common is we both drink box water. Ooh. Yeah, we both we both drink box water, man. And and I just happened to pick yeah. it up because it was like one of them things, like man, box water. I remember the milk yeah. carton from lunch. So it, when I it, it brought me back to that point, I was like, that milk, that chocolate milk was fine, even with lactose, fire. even with lactose and top. I didn't care. I was drinking that box lunch, that now, box milk. Yeah, we got. Lactose, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, what? Well, yeah, I'm gonna still do it. I just, I just gotta live with it. I'm just, I'm just telling. No, I'm good. Yeah, don't come to my that, crib. That thing now. That thing now. That's real explosive, like that. <laughs> it's explosive, bro. I can't do it. Don't come I to my crib because be at the crib. I'm eating Captain Crunch, and I don't care who is gonna fall victim. But I'm so man. I think me and you should team up and go out the box water. What's up? I, I say we do it. We what? Well, well, how you want to write it up? I don't know, but we we'll talk about it offline. We ain't gonna just put our idea, you know. We we will wait. We yeah. Will wait. Just yeah. know we going out the box water. We going. Hey, coming soon. Watch what I tell you. Yeah, you gonna. I promise you. I promise you. If I put my mind to it, I promise it's coming to pass. Hey, that's how I feel. The other day, me and my wife was driving, and I just looked over at her, just banging some Nipsey. I'm driving, and I just look over at her, and I said, "Babe, I honestly feel like anything I touch right now is gonna go." I said, I feel it. I said, I feel I can't fail. And so when you talked about the X-Men, and the, it, it resonated with me because I just had this conversation with her. Like, I, I feel not that I'm untouchable, but what I feel like God has said, he got me. I promise you. And that's, you. I don't think people, whoever listening, man, I want to just speak to you, like, straight up. Like, you really like I really desire for the majority of not every human being listening to experience what James 
What what you just said, bro? Like for real, John. I called you James. Yeah, I'm it's all motion. It's all good. But I really, I'm for real, for real. I'm for real, for real. I want everybody to experience that, like to understand, like you have the power. Like I have a bad, I have a bad taste in my mouth about church. And I don't want to get, you know, super spiritual and all that type of stuff. I really want to, I, you know, I really have to say this. Church has paralyzed our people for so long. Yeah. You feel me? It teach you, it teach you how to wait. It, it, it keeps you, uh, it keeps you under arrest, bro. Uh, wait on God. Wait on God. Wait, wait, wait. The change don't come. Wait, wait, wait. We waited. We waited when we came over here, bro. You know what I'm saying? We waited. We waited when we was in the field, bro. We waited when we was in segregation. We waited. You know what I'm saying? And spiritually, that's where it starts. And for the para- for people to be paralyzed in waiting, it it keeps it's, it takes so much time away from you. Mm-hmm. Because you're waiting for something that you have the power and the ability to change. Because first of all, male or female, you are a God. And you, the God that's in you can manifest, I promise you, like it can manifest what your mind puts it to manifest. Facts. Like it can, I promise you, this adjust your crown to design, the, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the it, everything that I have spoken and worked towards, not just spoken and wait, put it in the microwave and put some time on it. I'm talking about work towards. I'm talking about put it to the side and came back to it a couple weeks, a month later. Got some research, did this and that. Everything from my shop that I own. I used to own the house around the corner from my shop. And it was a tanning salon and makeup salon. And I pointed to it and I was like, there'll be a dope spot to put a barbershop. I sold my house. I went down the street to where this tanning salon and makeup salon was at. It was a Felice sign in the window when I sold my house from around the corner from the same building. Today, I own that same spot nine years and 10 years, December 6th coming up this year. And you still got a I crib. I spoke it. I still got it. I'm in my crib right now. Right. I, I believe. So when I got the when I got the information, when I did the things that needed to be done to have my shop, to be able to operate properly, my landlord gave me three months for free. Wow. Three months for free. I was... At first, I wasted I wasted two and a half, three months because I I thought I thought he was on some bamboos and stuff because I didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I thought he was on some bamboos. I, you know how people think you're gonna try to manipulate you. <laughs> so when he did that, he gave me the key. He said, "Yo, I need you to go in this and that." I manifested that thing. I believed that I could have it, and I did the proper things to go get it. By by you waiting and waiting, opportunities are leaving, bro. Like your life, you're getting older. You're getting, you know what I'm saying? You your ambition, 
you might not be as 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 funky or as, as spunk as you once was last year. Right. You feel what I'm saying? You losing time. And I think that I think that the church has manipulated and certain things has manipulated people to believe that all you gotta do is wait. No, you gotta go do the work, bro. You gotta go put it in. You gotta go put in the work. You gotta do what it takes. You gotta, it's laws. It's laws of attraction. It's you know what I'm saying? It's you know, it's it's the 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 laws of power, all these type of things. You gotta manifest that thing on the inside. And you gotta do the footwork. You gotta do the research. You gotta do the things that that's properly in order so you can be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and like I want everybody to like at least experience that in their life to like manifest. Like you said, you feel like you can God got your back. Yeah. You see how hard ain't I work. Nothing, ain't nothing you can't accomplish. It's just that you gotta put the work you in. You gotta attack it. You gotta that's put it. the work in, bro. Yep, yep. The way what they say on the uh, it's certain, like when I was younger, man, there's certain rap songs that certain things stuck out to me. Jeezy said, Jeezy said, uh, fuck the club, I'd rather stay at home and count a million bucks. That was one verse. All day. Yep. And then another one, Jay-Z said, uh, I, I went through that so you don't have to go through that. I did that so yep. you don't have to go through that. You yep. know? And then you have Nipsey that say, vertically integrated, y'all, because it's foolish. Yep. A lot of people rap it, but don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now I sit back and I take these pieces of songs that I like and I sit back and I'm like, that's what they meant. That's what they meant. Yep. And, and I'm living yep. so much in my purpose right now. I'm standing so strong on my square that, boy, I'm dangerous. I feel dangerous. And I feel dangerous because I don't have no fear of Failing, and that that so part is scary. Man, that part is you scary. Took the, you took that's that's it. I don't give a care about a no. <laughs> I don't all. care. I don't care about no failure. You you know what? I'm so used to you saying no. I expect a no, and I appreciate it too. <laughs> I appreciate it, bro. Like they've been saying no to me forever. Not even just in the barber industry in life. Right. In life, they've been saying no. So, all right, cool. Watch me. Appreciate you. And walk off. <laughs> <laughs> Watch me. Hey. Hey, so. Watch me, bro. So before we get out of here, I want you to give them some words of wisdom. And okay. then we're going to give them where they can find you and how to buy your merch because everybody got to adjust their crown. I don't care who you are, color, creed, whatever. Everybody got a crown. what color you are. You got a crown, so you're going to adjust it. So give them... A little bit of that get your ass up feeling so they understand what get your ass up mean. And then we're going to tell them, we're going to tell them where to find all the stuff at. And you know what? Nah, we're going to switch it up. Tell them where they can find all that stuff now because we're going to sign out with that. We're going to end it with that get your ass up. um, I'm on all platforms, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, uh, YouTube and Instagram is under Dre the Giant, D-R-E-T-H-E underscore Giant, G-I-A-N-T. Um, the D-R-E-T-H-E underscore G-I-A-N-T, Dre the Giant on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, I am under my government name <laughs> on Facebook because my mama followed me. 
and uh, <laughs> she gonna listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm under my government name on on Facebook, uh, Andre A N D R E. Last middle initial P as in P N. That's my real middle name. Uh, Cobb C O B B no S Andre P Cobb. So on Instagram and YouTube is Dre the Giant D R E T H E underscore Giant G I A N T and on Facebook uh, my government name Andre P Cobb. Yes, um, be on the lookout uh, on in the bio on Facebook and Instagram. You have I have my link tree information where you have Dre the Giant hair wrap. Collection, uh, adjust your crown merch. Uh, you have uh, my YouTube channel under that. That is the link tree. Uh, link is in the bio on Instagram. If you don't, you know, if you're not familiar with it, where to find it, you can type in L I N K T R E dot E E forward slash Dre the Giant. No underscore. That's L I N K. T R dot E E forward slash D R E T H E capital G I A N T. Ooh, that's that boy know that information, man. It. That you sound like you had that pulled out your wallet. You had a teleprompter. You had all that ready. I feel it. That's how you know somebody about their business. When somebody asks him to do something, he gave you his government name. That's how you know he ain't running from nobody. He gave you his government name and then said his mama gonna oh, listen. Yeah, for sure. And then told you where you could get all the merch. So make sure you support the homie Dre the Giant, and uh, make sure you put 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 some thought into it and message the man and let him let him talk to you a little bit. Pour a little, put some sizzle in your spirit. You understand me? So Dre, sure, so this is how we gonna do this, man. I'm gonna play a little music in the background as you start yeah. to wind out, but I want you to just give him that get your ass up for a minute because it moves me, and I know if it moved yeah. me, it could move a lot of people. So. <laughs> Man, get your ass up. So so get your ass up is exactly what it says. Like, get your ass up. If I can stand at the height that I am at 4'7 and pretty much overcome every adversity, every obstacle in my life, I know for a fact that you as average height, or even you might be the same height, you might be a little person listening to this, you can still get your ass up. You want to know why? Because you are a God. You are God on the inside of you. Like, stop stop doing that shit. Stop complaining. Stop waiting. Stop doubting yourself. Like, it's only, it's a baby on the inside of you that's waiting to be birthed. And if you don't never birth it, it's going to be aborted. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be aborted spiritually first. And you know what comes with abortion. It's always something left behind. Some residue, any stuff like that. So therefore, it might make you sick. It might make you miss your 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 purpose. It might make make you miss your opportunity to change your life. If you don't want to change your life, change your life for your kids. Stop being selfish. Like get your ass up. Do some research. It's the richest place on the earth is the grave. Don't let your don't let your dreams die with you. Let us have it. Let the world see it. Let the world see where you come from. Let them tell you your story. You let do. Are you a sideline person? Or are you a performer? Are you the head star? Everybody can't be LeBron, but you can I could be Andre. John can be popular nobody. You got a brand. You got a 
You got an investment. You got a dream. I promise you. If you don't get your ass up, I promise you, it's going to die with you. And everybody, you got something that they regret. Something that you can possibly turn back the hands of time, but sometimes it'd be too late. I ask right now, before, like before you sell yourself cheap, know your value. Know who you are on the inside of you. Invest in yourself first so that when you are able to hold your head up and know your value, whether at your job and your family and your friends, like, it's time to get your ass up. I'm your boy, J.D. John. Stop doing that shit. Stop doubting yourself. Hey, man, I love you. Appreciate you, John. Popular nobody. Thank you for the opportunity, man. Ain't nothing but love on this side, y'all.